0: Yeah. I was distracted. When it's done, (laughs) Uh, where do I where do I go from there? (laughs) Yeah, Sancho. Hey, man, I'm just here. (laughs) You must have an eight
1: foot object that blinked colored lights in your house all year round. They would call the cops. (laughs) (laughs)
2: They have called the
0: cops. (laughs) It's too, I keep on laughing. There's too much laughing when I have to edit out of this thing. That moment, that particular incident caused my first bad trip ever. I'm not even lying. That was the first night I ever had a bad trip, and it was all because
3: baby Jesus kicked my friend's ass.
4: you come
3: into the attic yeah, it changes yeah yeah it does alright
1: yeah. guys I think we'll probably just end it there hey everybody it's me the 2 year old hippie and what can I tell you but make sure you haven't dropped your pockets man and make sure your socks are tied because you found the Hi-Fi Hippie Show can you dig it? I know you can
2: Something doesn't change There is only one Always changing inside What does it become? Would you care to let it show Those who know it, use it Those who scorn it, die To sing that you can dig it Is to make your soul define Heaven, can you dig it do you know? World- Change with every single.
1: the time go by like getting high with the Hi-Fi Hippie and the Hi-Fi Hippie Show.
4: Hey, young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool, you may even think it is bogus, but I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing, something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grass. Not that grass. I'm talking about marijuana. You may have heard of it. You may have seen someone smoking it, like those burnout bohemians or that crazy-eyed custodian at your school. You may have taken a toke or two. But, do you know the whole story? Do you know the blunt truth? Weed. Grass. Ganja, joint, doobie, Do, chronic, ace, lobo, loco, loveboat, bud, buddha, blunt, pot, pat, pin, chiba, chiba, 420, and hashish, or hash for short. No matter what you call it, no matter what hip street lip it's referred, or referred to by, it all comes from the same stash. It's all marijuana. I know what you're thinking. What is marijuana? What makes marijuana so dangerous? Where can I get some marijuana? Well, brother, I'm not going to nickel and dime you. I'm not like the man all you kids are rebelling against. I'm hip. I know what young people are dealing with these days. In fact, here are some of my free-thinking friends to prove how completely not square I really am.
2: Parents are hypocrites. They tell us one thing, but then they do another. Why don't they practice what they preach?
4: Adults never have time to listen to us. And when they do, they just don't think what we're saying. Why can't we dress the way we want in school? So what about grass? Let's start with the basics. Marijuana is a plant that grows best with plenty of water and sunlight. Its leaves extend outwards in a star pattern some say resembles a hand. An open palm reaching out to claim its next victim. Rolled in zigzags, or puffed from 7th period woodshop projects, the smoke from this plant causes a brief state of euphoria, immediately followed by permanent insanity. Users are prone to unpredictable behavior, including junk food binges, joy rides, and a sudden urge to wear sunglasses at night.
0: be made legal, now, now!
4: Plus, they look flat out crazy. You there! Stop laughing! Laughing is a symptom caused by blowing pot. Take a good look at yourself. Are you addicted? Are your eyes half shut and bloodshot? Do you recognize that person in the mirror? Then blame it all on marijuana. Long-term use of marijuana can lead to a psychological dependency. Soon, you'll be taking all sorts of measures to get your fix. People will start calling you names like Pothead or Smokey McBongwater. Losing all motivation, it's likely that you'll drop out of school, take a sudden liking to sitar music, and maybe even get felt up by a cop or two. So why smoke grass?
5: I took it on a dare.
4: And if I dared you to jump off a cliff, would you do that too?
5: Man, everybody blows pot.
4: Uh Uh-uh. I know this one guy that doesn't. Wait, not that guy. This guy. Oh, no, thank you. Not for me. Well, I'm high, It enhances my
6: creativity.
4: No, it doesn't. Look at these paintings. The artist was stoned when he painted these. Those don't look like real flowers. Is marijuana really where it's at? Is it really as righteous as you think? There is more to life than grass. There are fulfilling careers and Garubi beach parties. The closer you look, the more seeds you find in your stash. Follow your hopes and dreams. Be someone. Do yourself and your country a favor. Don't let this happen to you.
7: (laughs) A kriya kra amor diya chra batar ab lo media tra akin chasa de bata
0: No
5: Everybody had a good year Everybody let the hair down Everybody pulled the socks up Everybody put the pool down Oh yeah
1: You say we do a magnificent question, man. My neighbor robot toaster Cynthia has uh, dropped by to help us out by reading the question. Uh, hey, Cynthia, what's shaking?
5: Hello, hippie. Hello, everyone. This question is from Anthony White, who asks Is it true the founding
4: fathers grew marijuana?
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. Many of our founding fathers grew hemp. Uh, You know, uh, did they use it for simply the industrial hemp purposes, or did they partake of the marijuana part of it? Well, let me ask you this. If you had a girlfriend who would sleep with you and would also cook you dinner, would you turn down dinner? All right. So, you know, actually, this reminds me of a uh, of a funny story. Uh, me and Cahooty threw the founding fathers like this, uh, this little celebration party in uh, 1783 after uh, after everything finally got settled with uh, with England and uh, and so you know uh, everybody's over, man, and the party's going great and everything. And I don't know, at some point into it, all of a sudden, man, George Washington can't find his weed, and and so he's like going, "Hey, man." Somebody stole my weed. And, and we said, nobody here stole your weed, man. I mean, we'll just look around. It's gotta be someplace around here and we can, we can find your weed, man. And, and well, we looked everywhere, man. We searched and under the couch and everywhere else and we're looking around for it and, and we didn't find the weed. And, and, and Washington, he starts getting, uh, kind of belligerent, man. And, and he goes up to, uh, Benjamin Franklin, you know, and, uh, and little known fact, uh, Benjamin Franklin invented the cross joint. But, uh, but anyway, he goes up to, uh, Benjamin Franklin, man, and he, and he says, Ben, man, man, did you pinch my weed? And Benjamin Franklin, of course, says, uh, you know, man, with my superior scientific ability, I have, uh, made a much more mighty strain than, than you're gonna come up with, man. And so what would I want with your weed, you know? And, uh, and so, you know, he goes up to, uh, to Thomas Jefferson, man, and he goes, uh, Tommy, man, uh, did, did, you pinch my weed? And, and Thomas Jefferson, of course, says, as, as I have clearly stated, I have declared that all weed is created equal, man, and therefore my weed's just as good as your weed. I don't need your weed. I got my weed, man. And, and, you know, everywhere. We went everywhere and we asked everybody and, uh, and we never came up with it. So, uh, got to six, eight months later, man, I forget, but uh but we're sitting around the apartment, and uh well, what can I say, man? It was dry, it was bone dry out there, man. we couldn't find nothing from nowhere and uh and so I'm sitting around talking to cahote and uh and he said, You know you remember' At that party, George Washington said somebody stole his weed, man. And I said, yeah, so what about it? And he said, where, where was Washington sitting, man? And I said, well, he was he was sitting here over on, on the couch, man. And, and Cahote walks over, and he reaches his hand down deep in the couch, man, and he comes up with Washington's weed. It was so fantastic. Well, man, the two-zillion-year-old hippie cannot tell a lie. We smoked Washington's weed. It was pretty sweet, too. Uh, cherry bomb, I believe. A founding father with weed is a founding father indeed.
6: Yeah, the round cats and I'll tell you a story about how to become an all-American boy. Buy your guitar, and put it in tune, you be rocking in a rolling zone. it be, no, be good.
0: Of people who are against drugs, the people who have never done drugs, and the people who really sucked at doing drugs, and everyone else has to suffer. That's uh, that's why the whole medicinal marijuana thing. I mean, I've done some benefits for them, but I, first of all, I'm not a pot smoker. I've tried it, gave it plenty of opportunities. It didn't work for me. If it works for you, have at it. But uh, but. But just the argument where it's it's a pro-drug argument, but the fact that they have to say it's, you know, this is just about uh, medicine. No, if you're going to have a pro-drug argument, start the argument where it starts. It's my fucking business. Fuck off. I mean, you don't put that on the sign. You're going to use tact and stuff that I don't have. That's why I'm not in charge of any of those things. But, I mean, but, but they have to do it. They, The reason, it boils down to old fucks vote, and that's the problem with this country. Old fucks vote, and we don't. We have shit to do. Old fucks have nothing to do but judge you and vote. They don't have to work at UPS on Super Tuesday. They have nothing to do. Hang around the polls, judge you and vote. They're bitter, why is he smiling? It must be something wrong with you, vote no on whatever it is he's doing, he's smiling. We don't vote, we got shit to do. Right? And that's why they have to put the argument in old people context. Don't worry, old people are gonna, baby boomers are gonna start to die in droves and it's a good thing. I know a lot of them are our parents, but sorry, you're gonna go, sorry, mom, goodbye. Right? (laughs) Yeah, your day's over and there's new shit that you won't accept because you, people do that. Old people, they, they look back at the good old days and it was good because they were young. But they act like it was the day. No, it was because youth is good. That's gone, and you're fucked. <laughs> it's not the day, and then they reject anything that's new. It's like we do with fucking hip-hop if you're in your 30s. Oh, fuck that, that ain't music. We had music back when 38 Special was around. Why no? Because i fucking kill ourselves for the hypocrisy, right? But that, that, that's why they use the medicinal marijuana argument, because that... If you put it in a medical context, now old people are all sympathy and heartstrings, you know, you, oh yeah, oh we don't want to get high, this is really just about Jimmy with glaucoma, bring out milky eye Jim, he gets to the old people, and old people see the milky eyes and they go, my friend Fran from Normandy had milky eyes the last time I saw him, and and vote yes, right, and it's a bullshit argument, but it it wastes too much time. Start the argument where it starts. I have the right to do whatever the hell I want to my own body. If it kills me slowly, happy for me, fuck you, clack clack, stop me. Right? Start the argument, because you're wasting my time. You're gonna spend you're gonna spend twenty-five years so Milky Eye Jim can get a, a government subsidized bong hit of some dirt weed want to buy mushrooms at Walmart tomorrow, let's fucking just fight this one out. All illegal narcotics are medicinal. Boredom is a disease worse than cancer. Drugs cure it. With little or no bad side effects if used as directed.
1: Moving up and out in the world, man. The Hi Fi Hippie Show can be heard at Spirit Plants Radio. It says here, broadcasting around the world. You can find them on the web at spfradio.yage.net. If you'll check my show notes, I've got the address in there, man. They've got all kinds of very cool shows in addition to The Hippie, and so you should definitely be sure to uh, check that out, man. And if you were listening to me at Spirit Plants Radio, let me tell you that I have a big bong full of groovy, groovy shows over at my Potomatic site. The easiest way to find that is probably just uh, Google the old two-zillion-year-old hippie. It'll pop right up for you.
6: Senator Collins, thanks for coming in. It's a great pleasure, thank you. This ship that was involved in the incident off Western Australia this week... Yeah, the one the front fell off? Yeah. Yeah, that's not very typical. I'd like to make that point. Well, how is it untypical? Well, there are a lot of these ships going around the world all the time, and very seldom does anything like this happen. I just don't want people thinking that tankers aren't safe. Was this tanker safe? Well, I was thinking more about the other ones. The ones that are safe? Yeah, the ones the front doesn't fall off. Well, if this wasn't safe, why did it have 80,000 tonnes of oil on it? I'm not saying it wasn't safe, it's just perhaps not quite as safe as some of the other ones. Why? Well, some of them are built so the front doesn't fall off at all. Well, wasn't this built so the front wouldn't fall off? Well, obviously not. How do you know? because the front fell off and 20,000 tonnes of crude oil spilled into the sea, caught fire. It's a bit of a giveaway. I just like to make the point that that is not normal. Well, what sort of standards are these uh, oil tankers built to? Oh, very rigorous maritime engineering standards. What sort of thing? Well, the front's not supposed to fall off for a start. And what other things? Well, there are uh, regulations governing the uh, materials that they can be made of. What materials? Well, cardboard's out. And? No cardboard derivatives. Like paper? No paper. No string, no sellotape. Rubber? No, rubber's out. Um, They've got to have a steering wheel. There's a minimum crew requirement. What's the minimum crew? Oh, one, I suppose. So the allegations that they're just designed to carry as much oil as possible, uh, how all the consequences? I mean, that's ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. These are very, very strong vessels. So what happened in this case? Well, the front fell off in this case, by all means, but it's very unusual. But Senator Collins, why did the front book fall off? Well, a wave hit it. A wave hit it? A wave hit the ship. Is that unusual? Oh, yeah. At sea... Chance in a million. So what do you do to protect the environment in well, cases like this? the ship was towed outside the environment. Into another environment? No, no, no. It's been towed beyond the environment. It's yes, not in the environment. A, no, but from one environment to another environment. No, it's beyond the environment. It's not in an environment. It well, has been towed be beyond the environment. Well, what's out there? Nothing's out there. Well, there must be something out there. Is there is nothing out there. All there is is sea and birds and fish. And? And 20,000 tonnes of crude oil. And what else? And a fire. And anything else? And the part of the ship that the front fell off but there's nothing else out there. Senator Collins, thanks for joining us. complete void. Yeah, we're out of time. The environment's perfectly safe, we're out of time.
1: It's me, the Hi-Fi Hippie, and you're listening to the Hi-Fi Hippie Show, and you know what time it is? It's 4.20. I believe it. I know it. Don't look at your watch. Just take my word for it, man. It's 4.20 right now. You know what to do.
2: Sky. Everybody's pushing one another around
6: The Big Sky feels sad when you see the children scream and cry but the big sky too big to let it get him down the
2: Big Sky too big
3: So anyway, it was um, in a teepee, in a teepee, a teepee which is in a, a small clearing, a small garden, which is right next to a, a very big pine forest in Holland. In a teepee, a And I want to do this two nights in a row, which is really what you're supposed to do. It's a Friday night and a Saturday night. Before I drank the ayahuasca, I made myself a, a cup of ginger tea. Time, it didn't nice, I, it wasn't filling I, it wasn't my heart like I normally feel I normally have a psychedelic, have a psychedelic, trip, psychedelic trip. trip. This is a really beautiful, beautiful thing. thing. You, you take in ayahuasca and it, it goes,
2: out, into and goes into your stomach, into your stomach. What you, you, you mean. take
3: what you and then you vomit and you give what you don't the earth, back to the earth. I started tripping so hard it was unbelievable uh, the, the intensity of this visionary experience what I was experiencing at this point was basically like basic. full-blown DMT training the full crazy swirling DMT vision but I knew the I, I knew the so I knew that it wasn't going to finish in 10 or 15 minutes I knew that this was going to lose this time alright this is going to be tough this is going to be tough you to get through this get through this the words of a lot of different psychedelic authors like for example uh Terence McKenna and Alan Watts and uh, and Michael Hoffman, a, f- a few phrases were coming into my head. And I really got the very really strong the very impression, impression, that impression, that impression that it was like a Native American, American presence. It really felt present. very Native really American. 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 And no, I don't it was just suggestion or just, suggest, just my imagination. Just for, my imagination, imagination. A minutes, for a couple of minutes, I didn't even see, I even the, see the face of like a Native American tribesman just staring at me on the inside of my mind. My eyes were closed the whole time. One of the things that the shaman had said. This is a, a plant with a very, very deep wisdom, Deep wisdom, and he was really encouraging people to do some soul searching and, and ask themselves, you know, why are you doing this? Are you, are you doing this for the right reasons? This is a very deep wisdom type of experience, you know, transcendental wisdom, and it, it absolutely, uh, the, the, the way the experience was completely fitted in to what he had said with, with regards to that, that it was really like a kind of Native American wisdom that you get from this, from these two plants, this brew, and wise is, is, is the, the main thing I can say about it. Um, the visuals a bit later on in the trip they started to unfold very much like a Pablo Amaringo painting, very much like the typical ayahuasca paintings that you get. They've captured this aesthetic style very well. It's a very beautiful um, s- style which is very specific to ayahuasca and I was seeing these kind of images on the inside of my head uh, just kind of painting themselves but but the image is only one aspect of it there's there's the whole philosophical aspect of it as well which is kind of it's almost as if the the, the images that you see are implying some kind of philosophical it's like going to a, a course in philosophy but really having a I don't know, maybe like a whole semester philosophy course crammed into one four-hour session. And uh, you, you really do learn an incredible amount about this transcendental type of philosophy from, just from looking at, at these visions. My ego I was my ego racing the was whole, time. Racing. I whole time. I was so frantic, so frantic, thinking frantic, so frantically, thinking to myself, like, thinking, uh, you know, uh, trying to avoid, trying to avoid that. Thinking, that uh, I've that, lost it now. Oh, this I've is going to be eternity. I've, eternity. I've gone, eternity. I've gone too far into this. I've gone crazy. This, this was, crazy. was, crazy. Never, this was crazy. never real. Blah blah blah. Trying to avoid those kinds of thoughts. The kinds of kind of thoughts where you just give in to despair. The kind of real ego. So I was trying to avoid that. Trying avoid that. And then remember, at one point, I looked up into the sky and the sky was just coming apart in front of my, my vision. The whole sky and the earth was, was separating themselves and pulling themselves apart from each other, and it was like, oh, whoa, I can't even look at the sky. I just have to hold onto the floor and pray for, for this experience. And I found, like, the, the ability to observe my own mind is really accented in any, any psychedelic trip. And um, I certainly found that... Um, I observed my mind trying to run away from itself. and I was saying to myself, I can't wait until this trip ends, I can't wait to get back into the ignorance because you can sense that um, the everyday ordinary uh, state of being is in a very important way a state of ignorance because the, the truth which the psychedelic experience reveals to you is hidden from you. When you're in this normal state of awareness just going about your, your daily business and i was thinking to myself I, I need to i can't wait until i'm back in that ignorance because this is so bloody hard it's so difficult to face this intense psychedelic magic and watching my own mind, my own mind trying to run away from itself, trying to pray to return to ignorance and that was a very fascinating dynamic, dynamic that i observed that i observed Another, another very important aspect of the ayahuasca ceremony is they play this music and the music becomes such a major part of what you're experiencing because even when I was outside the tent I can hear this amazing singing and playing these incredible Peruvian instruments on the inside of the tent and it really adds a, a spectacular dimension to the, to the experience when you can hear this, this music.
5: Sky
6: look down on all the people who think they got problems. They get depressed and they hold their heads in their hands and they cry. People lift
2: up their hands and they look up to the big sky. But the big sky is too big to sympathize. Big is too hard to find.
1: Alrighty, everybody, that's going to do it for this episode of the Hi-Fi Hippie. Thanks for listening. I desperately need your magnificent questions. That's my day gig. I got to answer these things. And if I don't got them, well, you don't want the hippie to be out of work, man. So mail them on over to me. You can email me at twozillionhippie at gmail.com. That's the number two. You can also leave me a voice message on the old skype to zillion hippie. Please check out our other shows at Potomatic. I got some new stuff in there, Hippie's Coffee Shop, and something new that uh, me and the Bronze Apprentice are doing called Stashbox that I think you're going to like a lot.
2: As always, thanks for listening. Stay groovy. Hippie out.